0: Welcome to the Happy Achiever Project. This is the podcast where conversations about ambition meets conversations about well-being, as we share stories, tools, and techniques that help success-driven go-getters build a life they are happy and successful in. In today's episode, one of the reasons why a lot of high achievers are unhappy is because they're actually working on goals that don't fulfill them goals that they don't even like that doesn't have meaning for them. And one of the things that I found in my research is that there's a lot of fear around doing what you actually want to do. So today I have with me Lucas Matiello. Lucas is a confidence coach. He's coached a lot of people in public speaking, which is one of the biggest fears. They say next to debt, a lot of people fear public speaking. So he has coached a lot of high c suit D-suite uh, executives on public speaking, and he also runs Level Up Living coaching practice. So he's going to be sharing with us today how to get more confident about chasing the dreams that we actually want to achieve. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So let's just get right into it. You have a dream, you have a goal, something that you really want, but you're not going for it. Why is that? Why do you think people do that?
1: It's their fear. It, yeah. it, it's, I mean, it comes down Simple.
0: to. Yeah, <laughs> Simple. Simple mean, fear. They're
1: afraid. It, it's They're afraid that they're not good enough. They're afraid it's not going to work out. They're afraid that, uh, you know, a lot of times people look at it. There's two key things we want to look at. First is the fear of failure. Mm-hmm. And that's where most people, they get it. They understand it. I want this goal, but what if it doesn't work out? What if I'm not good enough? What if uh, it doesn't work out to plan? And that's something that's easy to wrap your head around. Yeah. But the other one that I see, and it's very common, but it's sneaky. It's the fear of success. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's a very hidden trap because that gets built around, if I actually achieve it, can I, am I worthy? That's the first thing. Am yeah. I worthy of this success? Yeah. Uh, two, if I do it, can I sustain it? And then three, how will my life change and will I be okay with that? Because any change, positive or negative, it adjusts the status quo. Yeah. And that can bring fear. So these are the two sides people want to look at.
0: And and already that's already causing a lot of reasons to not even to just stay comfortable where you are, even though you know you're not feeling fulfilled.
1: Even if it's not ideal, <laughs> something that's stable. I mean, think about this where how many people have been there's any circumstance you could think about in a relationship that's not fulfilling. Yeah. They know that. Why don't they leave? Well, yeah. it's not because yeah. it's not bad enough. Yeah. You know, it's okay whether it's a, a relationship, whether it's a job, whether it's uh, physical fitness, whether it's whatever. There if it's not bad enough, the resistance to change is, is can be quite high.
0: Mhm. So people most of the time, people have to wait till it gets till the pain is too much than the, than what they can handle before they can actually make the change required.
1: I mean, how many times have we heard stories of I had to hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. and then I changed. So it's like people knew that it wasn't good for them for a long time. Something happened. They had that look in the mirror, and they go, something needs to change. And then they now have this courage and motivation to, to make that change.
0: And uh, so if someone finally finds the motivation to change, whether it's they had to get to rock bottom or whatever reason that motivates them to change, what are, the, what are some techniques that you would share for people to be able to face that fear?
1: I'd say that the first thing is you want to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And a lot of times people stop from going for what they want because they're not sure of how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. It's the outcome. And that's something you have to release control of the outcome. You don't know how it's going to go. And when a person can be comfortable with that going, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if I'm going to be good enough or not. I don't know if the market's going to like it and they still do it, that's where that shifts. Because it's getting comfortable in the face of uncertainty.
0: Yeah, how yeah. do you get comfortable?
1: <laughs> you have to look at why are people why are people struggling and why do they seek certainty, right? Okay, because it's predictable. But what are they really afraid of? They're afraid of it going sideways. They're mm-hmm. afraid of making mistakes. That's, that can be absolutely paralyzing. Yeah. But when a person can look in the mirror and go, mistakes are a sign of growing. And I'm okay making mistakes. Cause if you look at any successful individual and you ask them, what are some failures? They'll have a laundry list of failures, but people don't look at the failures. Mm-hmm. They look at oh the success. They're look at, oh, you're the head of this, you created that. It's like, sure, but it's like the the 10-year overnight success. Yeah. You didn't see the 10 years where you know these musicians were playing in a piano bar for $50 a, <laughs> a night, but you see them selling at a show now, yeah. and people go, Oh, I could never do that but they discount or they don't see the 10 years that built up to
0: that. So I'm getting two things from that. So uh, getting over the fear of mistakes, normalizing mistakes. It's normal. If you're going to grow, you're going to make mistakes. So normalize that. And I'm also getting, uh, allowing yourself to grow, allowing yourself to be a learner in whatever, whatever, decision or whatever direction you've decided to go
1: yeah absolutely so even with the work that we do Mm -hmm. the hierarchy uh, we have it's a methodology called the hierarchy of confidence
0: hierarchy of confidence confidence.
1: and it's how do we systematically build confidence in people okay the foundation there's six steps the foundation of it is compassion and -hmm. that self-compassion that's being kind to yourself and that the reason it's the foundation is because people need to be able to say okay i went for it and I'm doing the best that I can and be okay with it. Most people have expectations of they got to do it and be perfect. Then it's just, yeah. it's just not realistic. So that's the first one. Then after that, we got to get to commitment. Who are you here to become? Right? Oh, I want to be a bull leader. Okay. Well, then your actions have to line up with that. That's the second one. Then it's courage. Courage is the third step. In my opinion, that's one of the most important because it's taking action in the face of uncertainty. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm going to do it anyways, which leads to the fourth which is competence. That's how you build a skill set. Mm-hmm. And then that leads to five, which is conviction where you can speak and really lead people. And then it gets to top six. People want to short circuit it. They want to go from zero to confidence. It's like, no, no, no. You,
0: you have, have to, to walk through the process. Exactly. You have to climb that hill. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, also think about it too. It's... Imagine that you're building a skyscraper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not just going to have the penthouse if you just have a penthouse floating it's not stable it's going to fall on the ground you need that foundation but you need you need to go deep into the earth to create that foundation so that's stable so when you look at it something i invite people to do is look at their journey as they're building the the skyscraper of their dreams first thing you got to ask is the foundation and that's where you're building it and you're making mistakes and you're learning and growing and then you can build up the tower And then you can have the penthouse, which everyone's going to see at the end.
0: And which everyone wants to live
1: in. (laughs) Everyone wants to live in it. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Interesting. So compassion and then. Commitment. Commitment. Then courage. and Competence. Competence. And then. Conviction. Conviction. Wow. Okay. So that's a good tool that people can have in their mind. Absolutely. And how. So because you train people who are very nervous about public speaking how long do you think that usually would take to go from compassionate to conviction
1: Oh to conviction mm. or to
0: the top which is the top conviction yeah conviction okay.
1: and then confidence at the top okay, but at the that top. that's a longer journey okay that's a longer journey I, I always frame it as so in our t- two days, Two-day intensive, we can get to courage and okay. build competence. Okay. And for a lot of people, that's that's enough because they're in that two days, it's like you have a baseline, you see where you started, you see yourself improving, you have all the tools, the techniques to look good when you're speaking in public. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's about you practicing it in the real world, putting yourself out there, and that's where you're building that competence. So the the first three up to courage, we can build in three days and start chipping away and start building that competence. But competence takes a while. It takes repeated practice. practice. So I think someone, if they were dedicated to it, within six months, they could go from a two-day intensive, get the tools, then implement it. Six months, they'll get to a level of good competence. Mm-hmm. If you want to get to conviction, so I'm thinking of this from a client journey, okay. that would be keynoting a conference, you know, doing a big talk. That's going to be in the six to 12-month range.
0: So. From compassion you get to courage yeah. to actually to actually get competent. yes and so you start to and with competent is learning about getting knowledge about your environment or the things that you're doing right so i'm looking at it from a perspective of someone who isn't just like tied to public speaking i sure, know sure. you're looking at it from public speaking um and so it's important for you when you get to courage to allow yourself to learn mm-hmm. and become competent so continuously do that thing that it is that you want to, to achieve, right?
1: Yeah, there's, there's absolutely no substitute for practical, practical experience. Like You, you, have, you have to do it. Yeah, to do it. it. Have, yeah. yeah. And, and, and people spend a lot of times to watch YouTube videos, read books and stuff like that. And yeah. It's all great, but that's knowledge. And and there's a lot of things in our life that we know we should do mm-hmm. that we don't do.
0: Yeah. And so
1: the difference is in doing it, that's where you get, you actually earn your, your confidence. And that's something that I love that concept because that can't be taken away from you. When you, you put yourself out there, you're afraid you get the win. It's almost like you're, you're collecting confidence points and you're building it in Mm -hmm. and that can't be taken away from you. It's so so much more powerful than reading a book. It's like, Oh, do this breathing technique, do this body posture.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's cool. You have to do
0: it. You have to take the action for it to become part of you. And once it becomes part of you, like, like you said, no one can take it from you anymore. And you can get, you can even fall down, but you know that you're going to be able to stand up again.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In in our in our training, let's just say like the two day, there's yeah. two specific milestones: okay. one for day one, one for day two.
0: Okay.
1: Day one is just about becoming com- comfortable. Okay. Like that's it. So that's the first milestone: is can you be comfortable speaking public? Can you can you be comfortable being the center of attention, having everyone look at you? And what's needed for that? You need to get a you need to get a baseline. Mm-hmm. You need to get a starting point, see where you are. A lot of times, people think that they're worse than they really are or that they're better than they are. Okay. And that's why we use video. It's a tool, you see it from there, it's like, okay, that's an so assessment that, tool. So that
0: means they have to go and actually do, to see where they are now, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the baseline, just do baseline. it and see where you are now.
1: Where you are right now. Okay. And it doesn't matter where they are. Like yeah. people get so, some people can get really tripped up by it. Yeah. Oh, uh, I wanna do this, I thought it was better, I thought it was, yeah. I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Wherever you are, you are, because the difference is in a training environment, We just see where you are, get that baseline,
0: which is important.
1: It's important because now, now
0: you know, where you, where you are. And then you can tell where to go.
1: Exactly. And then we get them speaking and then that's recorded. So they see themselves improving. So you need stress management mindset, getting comfortable with the foundations of messaging and then speaking, getting comfortable. So that's day one. And then day two, after we got that, then we can focus on being an engaging speaker. Mm -hmm. So engaging, that's about finding your authentic voice. Dialing in your message. How do you quickly put a message together, and then projecting the voice? Yeah. When you put those together, that's where you're able to start speaking up, be effective and engaging. Because there's the content, and then there's the delivery. Those are the two sides that we got to look at.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you have those two, you're good.
0: How did you get into uh, confident speaking? <laughs> <laughs>
1: how, how long is we here for? <laughs> we,
0: have, we have like 15 minutes to go.
1: <laughs> that could be a three-hour. I know. <laughs> That could be a three-hour story alone, but. No, I'll 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 chop it down. So I, I'm an accidental entrepreneur, which sometimes what was, what's that? accidental. Was, I oh, never okay, okay. I never meant to be an entrepreneur. I, I struggled with anxiety and panic attacks for 15 years, all mm-hmm. throughout my from 14 to 29. I was working in a job that wasn't good for me. Uh, it was just I was comfortable,
0: yeah,
1: because the people were really nice. But the job was a terrible fit. It was working in finance. And okay, that was not a fit for for my skill set at all. And then fortunately, I was laid off. And I say, fortunately, because I wouldn't have left. So that was
0: your trigger. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, trust. Yes. I say, you know, I I personally believe that, call it God or the universe or whatever you want to say. I think sometimes you get messages and hints and nudges of this is the direction you need to go in. And then you don't listen or take action. And then you get that smack upside that.
0: <laughs> and then something says you gotta go this yeah, way
1: you're gone I feel like
0: you're you're even lucky to get that smack sometimes yes it's <laughs>
1: it it can be it can be devastating in the in the moment i remember i was in the parking lot i was just bawling my eyes out like a <laughs> like a mess but and, and then but then after i actually got called back and i had a really great job offer same organization in a different department
0: okay
1: and It made all the sense. It was this guy who was advancing through the the, the ranks. I had a good relationship with him. He's like, hey, come in. You'll be number three in the organization. I'm going to the top. You'll come for the ride.
0: Yeah.
1: And something felt wrong. I'm like, I I can't do it. And he's like, do you have another job? I'm like, no, I don't have zero (laughs) prospects. And he's like, I don't get it. What "What else would you want? It's a no-brainer. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I I would have a set life. Pension, you know, a long weekend every two weeks, good yeah. pay, all that. But it just didn't feel right. And he's like, well, do you want to try it maybe do part-time? And I go, I can't because, and this is the honest truth. If I got that next contract, I was going to buy a new vehicle. If I got a new vehicle, I would have been hooked into payments. yeah. And I would have had a reason why I, I couldn't leave because I was having payments. So yeah. I didn't say yes to the job, move forward. My anxiety got really bad after the job layoff. Um, and I ended up going to the doctor. He's like, you look horrible, because I was dealing with a lot at that time. I yeah. became depressed as well. And he's like, we need to get you some serious help. I ended up going to the Burnaby General, they had like a mental health ward. Went there, met the psychiatrist, got diagnosed with panic disorder. So I finally knew what, what I was dealing panic? with. Panic? disorder, okay. yeah. So I was always having these panic okay. attacks.
0: Okay. And I didn't
1: know. So I thought I was just having a heart attack all the time. Yeah. And from that, he's like, we're going to get you in a program. We're going to teach you exposure therapy. We'll get you over this. And so I said, sure. Okay, great. Did the program. And then I got brought into a, a youth group to start speaking about our stories, to destigmatize mental uh, mental illness. And that, I became, I was super nervous yeah sharing personal stuff. But through that, I became more confident. And then some of the people there were like, hey, can you help us speak? Because we want to do that. And I went through my whole imposter syndrome yeah. there. Yeah. But then started doing it. And then 12 years later, here we are. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Well, what do you mean by exposure therapy?
1: So exposure therapy, so in, in the panic world, mm-hmm. um, what you have to do, and I think there's, you have to expose yourself to the scenarios that bring up fear to get comfortable with the fear.
0: Oh, I see.
1: But I, I understood the concept, and then I went extreme into it, and I was doing a lot of things that were just bringing up fear, and I actually burnt out with adrenal fatigue.
0: Okay.
1: And then I went back to the psychiatrist, talked to him, and he's and then he, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, exposure therapy is good, but you need to do incremental exposure therapy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, incremental, what's this? He's like, you need to slowly build this up instead of just jumping into the deep end. And so that was actually really, really helpful. Okay. So to build up. And now I actually do that with my clients.
0: So it's one of the techniques that you absolutely. Have. So what does what does that mean, incremental? Like start with a little. So define, I'm I'm assuming here, right? So define what it is that, that you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. Then do the littlest thing possible, and then keep increasing. Yes. Like or yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Find what it is. I mean, because for a lot of people, identifying the obstacle is the first thing. Because yeah. most people, they'll say, "Oh, I hate public speaking. I'm, or I hate it." I say, "Okay, well, what about it? Well, I just don't like it." Okay, so now we're 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 hunting ghosts. It's like, <laughs> what are we chasing here? So we got to you know narrow it down. There's someone I talked to recently. She said that, and she's like, "Oh, you know, I was bullied." a lot in in high school. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, so now we got to look at it. What about that? Right? Well, you're okay, so you were bullied by people in high school, which is most people and clients that I work with, they have a history whether it's childhood, whether it's schools, whether it's work, whether it's relationships with partners, friend group, they didn't feel safe to speak.
0: Yeah.
1: That creates the the fear and then they spend the rest of their life on the lookout and and, and in a world of avoidance.
0: Mm-hmm. So then, how did they, um, how did they expose
1: themselves? Well, in the example, let's say let's just say that somebody was bullied. Okay? okay. So typically, what that brings up is that it's I put myself out there. I had a group of people attacking me. Yeah. I don't feel safe. So now, when we look at public speaking, you it's feel the, the same emotion.
0: Yeah. It's
1: you. You're vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there. You have a bunch of people that are judging you. And that's the key here. They are judging you.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. That's <laughs> the people. Who go, oh, I'm afraid of being judged. If you speak in public, I guarantee you, you will be judged. judged. Of course, (laughs) you have to. We all do it. It's okay. Now, can when you embrace it, that's where you actually take some of the the power back over the fear.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm going to be judged. Okay, so if I know I'm going to be judged, what can I now do? If I know that I'm going to be judged, I don't. It takes the pressure from having to win everybody over. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, I can just be myself, and the right people are going to find me. So with that, you need to change it around so the scenario of being bullied all those people, you don't feel safe with their eye contact and being the center, then you got to look at it. It's like, okay, what could I do different? Find a friendly face in the audience. That's one. Two, instead of taking it personally, look at how can you show up instead of winning everyone over.
0: Yeah.
1: Just speak your message to the right people, Mm -hmm. right? These are ways that you can start chipping away at that and feeling comfortable.
0: Or you can put yourself in a space where you're not judged a lot. Or you know at least that the people are nice nicer right you can start there yes i guess if you can find that yeah. and then build up the courage and the confidence to go to more hostile environments
1: <laughs> well yeah no that's true and and you know talk about hostile environments too it's like okay why are people hostile mm-hmm. they disagree with your with your ideas okay but again it comes back to it if if you give up this is something. In personal development my mm-hmm. i had a coach that helped me with this he was saying that if you give up the need to be right you're gonna have a lot more ease and success in your life and i'm like oh, okay what, what do you mean by this uh, i took i'm like i gotta be wrong about everything he's like no he's like you know a way but that's one of a thousand different ways to get to the outcome yeah what that does is it allows you more freedom to put that message out they're going this isn't the way i didn't come it's from a the- way yeah i didn't come from the heavens and <laughs> this is the guaranteed way this is a way that's worked for me. It's worked for my clients. It could work for you. If it doesn't work for you, or you want to find another, that's cool. You yeah. You got to find the right thing for you. So it takes that pressure off. It's not the way. It's a way.
0: Mm-hmm. And it gives you like the opportunity to not feel bad if the person isn't is judging you. It's like it's fine. You can judge me because there's a lot of ways that yeah. could, maybe you can have something that works
1: for you. Well, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it takes it away. It's not a situation
0: it's not about you. Now. Yeah. It's just about person or life in yeah, general absolutely and it makes you feel more comfortable that's what I get
1: absolutely mm-hmm. that's exactly it
0: so if you could meet someone right now who wants to change your life like they've been successful but they want to change their life to a place where there's more balance and uh they need more well-being and more happiness in their life what would you say to them
1: oh I'd want to know first what's been stopping them?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What are they really afraid of? And in that it's, it's, you know, w- w- typically, if people are successful, and they're in a career, a lot of times it can be the status and, and their ego where it's like, this is a familiar space, and I'm, I'm recognized as an expert doing this. And then it's a big variable. Yeah. Am I going to be a successful in this other career, but then it's a trade off, because mm-hmm. you want to have happiness? Or do you want to maintain your level of success? So the first thing I'd want to know is what's the fear that's stopping them. Mm -hmm. And then digging into that, it could go into who are you afraid of letting down? I think that's a really,
0: that's a good one. It's a lot of times.
1: Yeah. Who are you afraid of letting down? You know, if you give up, like I've had so many clients that were either doctors or lawyers and they have a bit of a midlife crisis in my training because they realize that that's not actually what they love. But when we get into it, Oh, it's, this gave my parents satisfaction or gave them bragging rights. Like, I have a buddy, a buddy of mine, Sid. He was a consultant at Deloitte when he was in his early 20s. It was great. His parents had bragging rights. Then he switched and became an entrepreneur. His parents lost the bragging rights. It's like, you know, it's like, all right. But then you well, got you happier. It's from a happiness standpoint.
0: Yeah. Okay, so get clear on what it is that's stopping you. Yes. And also get clear on who you
1: feel letting down. Yeah, who are, you, who are you afraid of letting down? And I think with that, it's going to be you know parents. It could be parents is a common one. It could be a partner, uh, afraid of letting them down. Uh, friend group. Uh, and then ultimately yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we as humans, we make meaning. So it's what meaning are you making? Again, well, you can be wrapped in, oh, I'm a VP of marketing or whatever. Okay, great. But <laughs> if you're not happy, it doesn't, yeah. because consistently money, titles. It's not long-term happiness. And there's a book called, um, called the regrets of the dying.
0: The regrets of dying.
1: Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. And, and Bronnie Ware, she's a palliative care nurse that she was asking her patients, what are your top regrets? And the number one regret that consistently came up was I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not other people's expectations, right? I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not others expectations. And I think for everyone, that's a great question just yeah. for internal reflection to be like am i actually doing this for me or am i doing it for other people
0: mm-hmm. we have 5 minutes but i wanted to also touch on something you mentioned at the beginning the fear of success oh yeah how does that show up as and how does that stop people from actually going
1: yeah so that's a big one fear of success a couple things What you can look at is where people typically engage in self self sabotaging behavior yeah so they'll have a win and then there's a self sabotage. <laughs> there's a win and then a self sabotage. Yeah. Now, co- yeah. yeah, go, go ahead. Go. No, yeah, you're going to say. Was
0: gonna say yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to read my hand and say, yeah, I've experienced that. Sure. I mean, sometimes it's automatic. You just yeah. automatically self sabotage. But yeah.
1: This is all, and, and this is why the foundation is compassion.
0: Yeah.
1: Because it is automatic. And it all comes from survival. Mm-hmm. So it's coming from a good place. It is that, the healthiest place, no, but it's, the priority is always survival. So there's a predictability of continuing to do what you've always done. You, you know your skills that you know where you are. So this, even if the success goes the next level, that brings up uncertainty. Can I achieve this? Can I deserve it? Do I feel worthy of this? These are all very big questions to look at. And any one of those can have a number of different pieces in there that need to be worked on. The other one too, I see this shows up a lot in relationships. If partner one starts advancing their career, whether it's personal development, whether it's money, whether it's status and title, the other partner is like, "Oh well, am I going to leave them behind? Yeah. Are they going to feel like I'm surpassing them, yeah. and then I'm going to abandon them?" So there's you could have partners that are trying to hold them back, yeah. or you could feel bad about it.
0: how do you overcome like the fear of success? What what would be one thing
1: you say? I think it comes down to do you believe you deserve it, mm-hmm. and that that's the one question I ask clients when we're in that. Do you do you fully believe? Not somewhat believe. Do you fully 100%. believe? One hundred percent, not ninety percent, not ninety. What about ninety-nine
0: point nine?
1: <laughs> look, ninety-nine point nine is good because it's going to move you forward.
0: Yeah.
1: But there's still and and look. Do I believe in absolutes? No. But do I believe in finding the areas to explore? Absolutely. So, but an honest reflection of yourself. Like, do I truly believe that I deserve? This, whatever the success is, yeah. If it's not 100%, then it's what part of me doesn't, and then now you have a path. Well,
0: thank you for joining us. We have
1: of some time. Yeah, Do you have anything else you wanted to share? Maybe have a level up, yeah, sure. Whatever you want, I
0: could talk. I'm happy. No, like, what, um, so what are your programs like? Here.
1: the main the main one that we're focusing on is the speak with confidence is okay. our our two-day speaker transformation so for professionals or entrepreneurs who are nervous or it's not the real them when they okay. put themselves out there yeah. they've read the books they watch the youtube videos and again this is good knowledge but knowledge isn't one that's going to get you there it's the experience the challenge is people to put themselves out there is a lot it's it's overwhelming and most people won't yeah. so we create an environment where people are comfortable they're safe to Get a baseline, build themselves up, step into their power, and then take that out into the career. That's that's what we do. Okay.
0: Wow, right. Thank you for coming. My pleasure. I really appreciate <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. What did you get from today's episode? Let me know in the comments. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget to come back for more next week. Talk to you soon and wishing you a happy balanced and successful life.